If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Mark Holton from the original Leprechaun and Leprechaun Returns, and you're listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Podcast. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Just want to thank all our fans and listeners. We really appreciate all the support. We are super excited. We got another awesome interview for you guys. We are joined today by another legend of the business. He has nearly 50 credits to his name that span over four decades with roles that include A League of Their Own, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, The Naked Gun, NCIS, NYPD Blue, Teen Wolf, Leprechaun, Leprechaun Returns, and of course portrayed John Wayne Gacy in 2003's Gacy. If you're a child of the 80s, chances are you know his work. Mr. Mark Holton, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me on. And i got to say this right at the top. You are one hell of an artist, man. I was looking <laughs> your, your uh, store over, and your artwork is mind-blowing. Oh, really appreciate that. Thank you very much, sir. No, oh, yeah, that's Brian. He's the Brian's our art man. He's awesome. Uh, he does a great job, Mister Holt. We like to kick all of our interviews off with. Can you just tell us what kind of got you into acting? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I was in uh, ninth grade and had a, a very poor grade in English. And the English teacher said, "Well, we're going to have an intramural competition for." Uh, standard oratory, and those of you who are not doing so well in the class can get extra credit if you would like to enter this competition. And she looked right at me, and I thought, well, that's uh, probably maybe time to go for that extra credit. (laughs) Yeah, so I had seen uh, the movie Patton. Now, I'm a freshman in high school. I'm in a little town in Oklahoma that's literally the buckle on the Bible belt. And so I chose, wisely, of course, (laughs) to do Patton's address to his men, which is laced from beginning to end with profanity. Right. But I had my little 33 and a third record player, and I had, you know, the, the soundtrack to the film, and I memorized it listening to George C. Scott deliver the speech over and over and over. 
and I found myself in front of the entire high school in the theater delivering it. And you can imagine, uh, you know, kids back then, high school kids, hearing that language. It was an uproar. Soon after I finished, I was summoned to the vice principal's office. <laughs> Bad. And I went, I'm dead, man. I'm dead. So uh, I sat down, and he looked at me over the top of, of his uh, glasses, and he said, you know that we do not uh, condone that type of language here, don't you, Mr. Holden? And I said, yes, sir, but it was just for the competition. And he said, okay, get out of here. Good job. Nice. And I, uh, yeah, and I, I won a little uh, little tiny gold medal that I still have. And that was in 1972. So, you know, I kind of uh, took that as a hint. Maybe I should start getting involved in high school speech and going to tournaments and auditioning for plays. And uh, and that, but that was the uh, the moment that uh, that did it. Well, that's uh, that's awesome, and uh, it escalated pretty quickly. I mean, uh, not very far after that, you got uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, can we talk about that some a little bit? It's you know kind of your big first big movie, and and that film's still talked about today. With with you know everybody loves that thing, and and your role as Pee Wee's nemesis Francis. It was such a such a good villain role. Can you talk a little bit about that some? And you know as a villain, did you have any inspiration maybe when creating that role for yourself? Well, everybody knows snotty, snobbish uh, people with superior attitudes, and you know we probably all know several. And of course, uh, literature and film is are, are full of. Uh, of these people and uh, you know the, the Brits it's usually a very you know someone in the, in the very upper crust um, so there was you know a lot to choose from there and I kind of rolled it all into one and there was a, uh, a person in my neighborhood that uh, was not <laughs> to the manner born but had that attitude <laughs> and I, I got to do a lot on the uh, my encounters with that person. There's always one in every neighborhood, isn't there? <laughs> well, there was one in mine. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Um, so, so how was it working with the uh, iconic Tim Burton? Do you have any special memories about that? Tim was a very good director. Um, he, he's one of these guys that, without telling you exactly what he wants, he'll tell you he'll talk around it to where you will come to the conclusion that he wants mm. you to come to. Right. Which is, uh, is something that very, very few directors in my experience uh, have that gift. I remember him uh, saying to me, try not to make him so fay. And I thought, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> Say what? Say gay? What do you mean? And I later, you know, found out it means fairy, which is what he could have meant. But it also means disparaging and offensive. Mm. And okay. I think maybe I was coming on a little bit hot. Uh, you know, a little, little bit disparaging and offensive. Maybe the little over the line. 
uh, during the first couple of takes, and I guess I dialed it back and gave him what he wanted, but uh, it turned out to be, um, well, you know, they say behind every every hero is a, a good villain, and I, um, I'm, you know, took me a long time to become proud of that work, but I, uh, I am. Oh, absolutely, especially especially in this genre. I mean, the villain is the uh, almost the hero in every single one of these horror movies, just about. So, <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Mr. Holton, there's a new HBO documentary in the works on Paul Rubens. You're involved with? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, I'm I'm not involved with. It. I just found out about it last night. Actually, I don't know if they're going to contact me or not. Uh, we'll see. But I thought, wow. You know, this is huge for Paul. And uh, sent him a congratulatory message today. Uh, he, he's definitely earned it. The recognition, definitely. Absolutely. I think they'd be kind of crazy not to call you, being such a such a big integral part of that movie. I would, uh, I would think you're definitely going to be getting a call, not that I work for HBO or anything. <laughs> well, you know, they, they can find me if they want me. I'm here. <laughs> Yes, yes, sir. Um, can you talk a little bit about Teen Wolf? I mean, you were in both sequels at that time. I mean, Michael J. Fox was one of the hottest stars on the planet with Back to the Future. Uh, how'd you get that role? And can you talk a little bit about those movies? I don't remember how I got the role, but I, I, I think it's safe to say that I went to an audition and they cast me. Okay. <laughs> I really don't remember. <laughs> But the next thing I know, I'm on this, uh, uh, you know, in, in this uh, auditorium or, you know, this basketball court in this shutdown high school. And it had been shut down for gang violence or something. There were, there were shell casings on the pavement every day when we showed up. Oh, wow. Sometimes it would be 38, sometimes it would be 9 millimeters, sometimes it would be shotgun shells. Oh, geez. Uh, you know, we never had any problem, but apparently at night there was a whole lot going on there. And um, uh, Chubby, Chubby was pretty much written uh, just for uh, a handful of fat jokes. Uh, but, you know, uh, just talking with, with Mike, you know, he, he decided to kind of help me, um, you know, step in and say, well, what, what if, um, you know, this or that and the other, and it helped me. Uh, evolve that role into something that was a little more um, realistic. Something that, uh, you know, everyone who's under undergone the bullying in high school and the, the class structure and all that, something they could identify with. Right. And, uh, and so uh, the role was literally being um, molded as, uh, as the film progressed. And I've always, uh, you know, I, I know that without Mike's, uh, you know, thumbs up on that, that, that probably wouldn't have happened. Chubby would just be another background figure. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Holton, last night we just recorded our St. Patrick's Day bonus of Leprechaun. Uh, I don't think anybody will mind. I think a lot of people would agree with us saying that your role is Ozzy with Robert Gorman's Alex was probably, you know, our two favorite characters, of course, and with Warwick Davis. Uh, can you talk a little about that and the chemistry with you two and just about that film? 
we really we all really liked you two's characters dynamics together well robert and i bonded instantly in fact the the whole core cast did while uh, warwick davis uh, went through makeup and prosthetic hell for hours we spent our hours you know waiting laughing mostly at jennifer (laughs) right quick pretty I, I knew she would succeed, right? Because uh, you get uh, you get get them in threes. You know, you got uh, somebody comes up with something it's a laugh. Somebody adds something else, and then she comes in with a kill. With just you know, it's like, oh my God, where does this woman come from? <laughs> You're gold. She kept me in stitches and everything, but uh, yeah, we were a, a a pretty, you know, close knit group and, and, and got along great uh, and poor Warwick they were still using a spirit gun back then which if, you, if you've ever smelled it even from a distance you can imagine uh, the hell he was put through on a daily basis going through that and I think that's that's the, the biggest difference between the two films was just the amount of technology that had uh, changed for the better, of course, uh, in over 25, 27 years, however many you know years it was. Right. Yeah, we've had uh, Robert England and Kane Hodder on the show, and especially Robert really talked about how he basically loves the character of Freddy Krueger, but almost basically kind of got got out of it because of the prosthetic process, you know, because of the makeup, no matter, even though it has gotten better over the years, he's, he still hated it. It still was bad. <laughs> so. Well, I, I got put through the, the ringer with that, uh, with, with, uh, Leprechaun returns. Uh, of course, Ozzy dies and you have ghost Ozzy. And, uh, I was in the makeup chair for two and a half hours for that, for those, uh, for those days. It was amazing. And they were doing it old school um, with an airbrush. So it was it was quite a transformation. And I think on my Facebook page there are videos, uh, you know, that are uh, sped up for time or whatever that, that shows the layers of work they, uh, they went through to, to create that look. And it was right. just mind-blowing. It was getting out of it, though. You know, I understand where uh, where Robert England's coming from, getting out of it, uh, and you know, going going through it's one thing, but getting out of it at the end of the day when you're absolutely, you know, exhausted, that can, that can uh, that can start to wear on you. And I'm sure, I'm sure that's my God. How many did uh, Warwick do? I don't know how I went that far, went that long, right? But um, Hey, you know he's done his time in hell. He's <laughs> he deserves to, you know. Okay, here's a little powder, Mister Mister Davis. You're done. <laughs> right, exactly, no doubt. Uh, you brought it up. I was going to ask you about it next. Uh, Leprechaun Returns. Uh, geez, a lot of people call that, you know, the best entry in in the franchise. Um, you know, we had Lyndon Porco on the show earlier last year. Can you tell us a little bit? How how was it? reprising that role so many years later i mean was it was it you had to get back in that mindset how was that well you know um i wondered about that when i 
started talking to them. And, uh, of course, Ozzy, just just like you and I changed over a 25-year period, Ozzy would change, too. Right. And, uh, and that was the, you know, the conclusion the director came to, you know, his fix for it is, uh, you know, let's let's not worry about uh, too much about how Ozzy, you know, reprising Ozzy, uh, because uh, he would be, you know, quite different in, in many ways. So uh, I think that worked a lot better than, than the, uh, you know, my initial uh, instinct. Mr. Porco. Mr. Porco's a wild man. <laughs> and, yeah, he, was, he was great. He was great to work with. Uh, and he was, he was still, uh, you know, a kid in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, he was a trooper. He went through it or whatever. And he was so sweet to me. I, here I am, the old man in the group. Uh, and uh, he, he would open the door to the van when we'd, you know, go to set or whatever, and he'd say, okay, here you go. I said, no, get your ass up in there. You're the, you're the, you're playing the, the, uh, the, the title role. You know, <laughs> had a little going thing to where we would have to go through that, where I would have to, I would have to threaten him with his life and make him get up in there and ride in shotguns. Where, where, where he wanted to fight anyway. Yeah, he was, he seemed, he was so gracious when we had him on the show. I mean, he seemed like just such a down to earth guy and, and, uh, a pleasure to to work with, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, besides yeah. the fact that he killed you, I'm sure that wasn't pleasant. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I think he had a lot of fun with that role, and uh, I think uh, I think there's good things in his future. I hope so. Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, the big the big one. You got that starring. You got your starring role in 2003 as you took on playing John Wayne Gacy and Gacy. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it felt being the lead and a little bit about your experience from that film, Mr. Holton? Well, first of all, stop calling me Mr. Holton. <laughs> I'm, me I'm Mr. sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> I know. I do it all the time. Don't call me sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, um, that was a, that was a, the, the toughest film I've ever done in my life. Uh, got to a point with the director who um, came at things very different, and it was—I I don't know how how to how to put it nicely. I did a an interview um, recently and just kind of laid bare everything that it ha- that happened uh, on on that uh, on that set or whatever, and uh, the director contacted me and. I guess was uh, unaware that I felt that way. <laughs> um, you know, I fired back and said, "Okay, water under the bridge." Right. But uh, you know, when you have somebody uh, on an A-frame ladder, just out of frame, flipping lit matches at you, whoa, uh, that gets a little wackadoodle, and stuff like that kept happening. And finally, I said, okay, I'm going to go outside. Do not follow me out there. Uh, I'm going to think for a minute. And then when I come back in, we're going to have a little talk. And I get along with everybody. I get along with everybody. I will bend over backwards to get along with someone. But it just got to the point of where uh, 
uh, I couldn't deal with it anymore. And um, I remember when I opened the big sliding door and the sunlight came in, I stepped out there and I lit a cigarette and I turned around and I had pretty much made up my mind to where I'm done. I'm going to get in my car and leave. And I turned around and I looked at uh, people dashing back and forth and all the people on the crew and I thought, my God, we are so far into this thing. If I quit, there's no way this film will ever get done. And all these people, what's it going to do to them? So I I felt like, um, you know, I just, I couldn't in good conscience do what would have been uh, the selfish thing at that point. So I went in, film got done, and... um, there were, uh, you know, good days and bad days. Uh, it was, uh, it was definitely uh, a different, different, different experience, to say the least. Yeah, wow, I didn't know that, but that speaks a lot about uh, your character too. You know, being empathetic towards everybody else on the uh, on the set, and you know, I, hell, I didn't know that. That sounds like some Stanley Kubrick stuff that's coming out. Like, you know, that that sounds crazy. <clears throat> It was, it was, that, that's a good word for it. There was a lot of craziness going on. <laughs> well, uh, well, let's move on then. And uh, so, you know, talk about kind of your future here. I mean, it looks like you have a role coming up in, in uh, the new Michael Levy helmed horror movie Stream. Uh, that's S-T-R-E-A-M. Um, there are a lot of horror alum attached to that, including, you know, some people we've talked to and had on the show with David Howard Thornton, obviously Lyndon Porco and Jeffrey Combs and, Felissa Rose, too. So I know you can't probably tell us too much about your role, but, you know, is, is there anything you can talk to us about, you know, regarding that movie? Well, all my scenes were with Jeffrey Combs. Okay. And uh, if, if you're going to, you know, be in a film in that genre, uh, and, uh, I, you know, I will tell you that, that my character doesn't make it all the way through the film. <laughs> uh, to have somebody take you out, who better than the old reanimator himself? Right, he exactly. Was to, he was great to work with. Uh, Michael Levy is a dream to work with. He's a wonderful director. And uh, the crew, I guess this was their third film together. And you can take any member of that crew and, and put them on this podcast and have a great show. Because they're like little walking encyclopedias. <laughs> Some of them are very big walking encyclopedias. I better watch it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, it was it was really a, a wonderful thing, you know, in the middle of the the COVID funk uh, that everybody was in. All of a sudden, you know, I, I had a, a way to to get out of here for a week and uh, go go work on a film and and get. <laughs> get, uh, you know, get tested uh, to, to see if I had the virus or whatever. And I was, you know, with a group of people that were in this old hotel, cast and crew, um, and all the, uh, you know, the sets and everything were, were there in the hotel. So I, I literally walked into that hotel and was there a week before I walked out. I never left. It was all contained, and everybody there was uh, tested, uh, so it, it was a nice break from uh, the uh, solitude and seclusion and, uh, you know, being in COVID jail. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. Really, really a, a bright little week in my life. 
except for the fact that my my uh, my check through bag ended up in um, Abu Dhabi. Oh, and was there for a, for a week. Yeah, <laughs> but that's pretty much all I have have to say about Scream uh, that I can say. Right, oh yes, sir. We're, we look forward to seeing that. Uh, can you tell us a little about your website that you just launched, MarkHoltonStore.com? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, literally just days ago, uh, I, you know, this was another, you know, project or whatever that I've had, you know, tossed around for a couple of years or whatever, and I thought, well, you know, now might might be a good time because we we literally saw all the uh, conventions just evaporate. They're right. gone, and, it, and they'll come back slow. They'll they'll come back, but uh, who knows? You know, they keep uh, changing the rules on us, and, and who knows who's going to you know step forward and say, okay, we're definitely, uh, you know, this is definitely going to happen. Uh, and it, it, it'll take time. You know, I'm I'm probably, you know, anticipating the best case scenario, uh, maybe late summer, early fall, for the conventions to start up again. And I thought, well, this would be a way. Uh, for all these people that are are used to, to you know, a lot of people just go from one convention to the other. Oh yeah. Or they'll pick out three, three during the year, and go there, and they'll add to their collections of uh, memorabilia and autographs, and get their posters signed, and and bring items that uh, personal items or whatever that they want signed uh, by people. And I thought, well, you know, I could just open this little online store. And offer uh, things based on uh, the most, you know, popular characters uh, that that uh, you know that I've I've played. If people want, uh, you know, anything uh, with apparel, I think uh, we came up with some pretty funny stuff <laughs> uh, uh, for for you know t-shirts, any anything like that. And then uh, we've got the the coffee mugs. And uh, also, you know, uh, personalized, signed eight by tens. So, uh, and there's even a mouse pad. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I would just invite everybody. You know, if, if you get luck, I bet you leave with a smile on your face. Yeah, absolutely. I was check. I was checking that out earlier today. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff on there. Um, MarkHoltonStore.com. Uh, just to just to repeat that again. Um, and, and and that's not only it. I mean, you guys, uh, you can find you on Cameo as well, where where you were kind enough to do a, a an intro for for us as well. Um, uh, it, it, is there anything else that you have uh, coming up? Anything else on the docket you'd like to talk to our audience about, or or, or want to plug one more time? Nothing set in stone right now. Uh, I, I'm I'm still uh, you know waiting to to hear about you know couple of things that I really don't want to jinx at this point. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, adding some characters to the store and uh, filling my time doing that. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's time for a little break here. I've had a, a pretty full two weeks. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Mr. I'm sorry, I almost called you Mr. Holton again. <laughs> we really appreciate you coming on our show. We uh, it's been an honor to have you on to talk to us about your career. And before we let you go, I'm just going to give you a quick more one more shout out 
Check out his website, markholtonstore.com. And if you want a shout-out on Cameo, just visit him on Cameo. Uh, thank you for coming on our show. We really appreciate it, Mr. Holton. And we'll absolutely, well, we'll absolutely promote that uh, on all our social media sites, too. Thank you so much. I, I, I truly appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's fine. Yeah. Yes, sir. You have a good one. You too, sir. Bye-bye. 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 And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't do it out there.